As a kid, my mother didn't want to let my curious little hands experiment with the microwave. The mysterious big box of heat was placed exceptionally high on the fridge. As I grew a bit older, I could reach it by climbing on a chair and was excited to start my semi-scientific experiments. One of my favorites turned out to be mozzarella. The white block would move like it's alive before melting into slightly more yellowish goo, losing a lot of water in the process. Whether you're reheating yesterday's takeout, nuking leftovers in the lunchroom or popping corn for movie night. Microwave ovens are so standard. For many people, it's a real surprise to find themselves in a kitchen without one. While we might complain about soggy pizza, weird cold spots, or scalding steam from pulling back the film on a piping hot ready meal, the microwave is hard to beat for sheer convenience. But the most significant food tech innovation of the 1940s wasn't welcomed with open arms. It took decades of struggles before it rocketed to success in the 1980s. So let's look and learn from its history, from accidentally melting a chocolate bar in a scientist's pocket, going from the most remarkable thing to dangerous toy during the Cold War, to becoming a home run because of a powerful alliance. You're listening to Season 5 of Red to Green, our season on food history for the future. Stick around till the end to see how this story might relate to our present and the future of food. Let's jump right in. You're listening to Red to Green, the audiobook-style podcast on food tech and sustainability. Moving the food industry from harmful to healthy, from polluting to sustainable, from red to green. The invention of microwave cooking appears as a eureka moment of creative thinking in science and design textbooks. In 1945, magnetron engineer Percy Spencer took a well-earned break from his experiments, only to find that the chocolate bar he had stashed in his pocket had melted entirely. Rather than hunting for another snack, Percy made the intuitive leap that his equipment must be responsible. As he continued to play around, he found that popcorn would pop and eggs would explode around the lab. With a patent for cooking through the use of electromagnetic energy soon to follow. Whether it was quite serendipitous or more gradual is unclear, but Percy's company Raytheon was undoubtedly in need of new ideas. At the time, Raytheon mainly produced equipment for radar sets, used to detect enemy planes and ships during World War II. The personal development of this technology was so important to the war effort that Percy Spencer himself received a medal for getting production rates from 17 tubes a week to 2,600 a day. But with the arrival of peace, demand was dropping. Raytheon needed a new market for their technology, so they set about trying to revolutionize how people cooked. They invested $100,000 in building the prototype microwave oven. This was a white enamel giant named the Radar Range in a company competition. It stood nearly six feet tall and weighted over 700 pounds, more than 300 kilograms. And it was twice as powerful as the average modern countertop microwave. Company president Lawrence Marshall was so enthusiastic that he had it installed in his kitchen 
This was quite a task since the radar range had a water cooling system and required its own plumbing. It stayed there for the better part of 30 years. With a few tweaks, the first commercial model went on sale in 1947 at $3,000, about 35,000 in today's money. Early models were sold to restaurants, trains and cruise ships given their size and price tag. Raytheon licensed the technology to other companies to develop it for the domestic market. The first microwave electric range for the home kitchen was launched in 1955, retailing at $1,295. It took more than a decade for a more affordable model to arrive, still costing nearly 500 bucks. 30 years after the first commercial model, microwave ovens had made it into less than 10% of American kitchens. Ad campaigns selling the greatest cooking discovery since fire with futuristic and sciencey language may have backfired. As the Cold War heated up, fears around any radiation grew, positioning microwaves as something novel, cutting edge and techy possibly didn't appeal to the actual users at that time, homemakers. Despite the introduction of safety standards in the 70s and multiple studies showing microwaves don't mess with the nutritional qualities of food, conspiracy theories about them continue to pop up today. Early ads for microwaves also promoted how homemakers could cook what they already made, but faster, a roast chicken done in 30 minutes. However, despite claims of speed and convenience, it would take a home cook hard work to get good results. Microwaves can only penetrate about 2.5 cm into foods, so they tend to cook unevenly unless they are cut small enough. They also typically don't produce the caramelization and mallard reactions, which are the delicious browning of foods that make baked cookies and roasted meat smell mouth-watering. Onions in a pan with oil become nicely brown and a bit sweet and soft. If you put them in the microwave, they will soften up in a puddle of fat, but they will not become caramelized. Also, microwaves tend to dry food out, making a chicken chewy in the wrong way. As a result, speedy homemade microwave meals could be inconsistent and uninspiring compared to their oven-baked and stovetop cousins. However, a revolution in convenience and consistency was already underway in another part of the kitchen, the freezer. Frozen ready meals had been around for a while. Swanson's famous TV dinners were introduced in 1953 and frozen on the tray used for cooking and serving. Meals like this saved time on planning, shopping and washing up. They were hugely popular by the 1970s and late in the decade food companies and microwave oven manufacturers spotted a chance to team up. Frozen meals could be incredibly uniform you might not beat a home cook in quality by formulating recipes and designing packaging specifically for microwave cooking, but you could get a consistently all right meal fast. Swanson launched 14 frozen ready meals, formulated and explicitly packaged for microwaves in 1979. The circumstances were ripe, the microwave prices had dropped, freezers were more common than ever and the food technology and food production industries collaborated. 
And there we go. Microwave oven sales and packaged meals boomed in the 1980s. The variety available in the frozen food aisle multiplied and the prices of microwaves dropped further as manufacturers in Asia joined the competition. More and more women were working, so time at home was increasingly at a premium. Speed, convenience, cost and choice propelled microwaves into 80% of American homes and three quarters of workplaces by the early 90s, with sales continuing to grow into the new millennium. But the trend of growing health consciousness and slow food is now disadvantaging the microwave again. Just like my mom, most people are afraid of leaking radiation. In 2015, a radio telescope scanned the cosmos, searching for extraterrestrial civilizations. It detected fast radio bursts of extragalactic origin, but no aliens. It was just a microwave from the staff cafeteria caught just at the right angle when someone opened its door. You don't need a fancy giant radio telescope to check for radiation. It's enough to put a computer monitor next to it to see disturbances on the screen. As phone wavelengths and micro wavelengths are similar, though different in strength, you can put your phone in the microwave, close it, don't turn it on, <laughs> don't, no, <laughs> just, just close the microwave and try to call your own phone number. And if you can call your own phone that's inside the microwave, that means that radiation can leak in and outside. There are strict regulations and once you move a foot away from the microwave, the radiation levels drop to nearly zero. So was my mom right that I shouldn't watch my mozzarella melt? Well, it's debatable whether microwave radiation is harmful. For decades, the Soviets believed in irradiating everyone in the US Embassy in Moscow with microwaves, without achieving noteworthy results. Raytheon engineers talk about how they exposed themselves many times to open microwaves. According to the engineers, this caused symptoms like a warm tummy, a transient warmth while passing their arm from microwaves, but nothing worrying. The frequency used in cooking microwaves is the same as for medical microwave diathermy, which physical therapists use as a hot pack to treat injuries, pretty much slightly microwaving parts of the body to warm them up. So in general, microwave radiation is not a reason to ditch the magic cooking box. Listen to my mom and step a foot away and that should be good enough. What about vitamins? Well, vitamins are susceptible to heat, but that's also true when you boil, fry or bake anything. And pretty much all other cooking methods are more time intensive, leading to a more significant loss of vitamins. A study called Effects of Different Cooking Methods on Health-Promoting Compounds of Broccoli tested the change of vitamin C content before and after cooking. Vitamin C is especially sensitive to heat. Imagine you have three cooking methods, frying, boiling, microwaving. Which loses the most amount of vitamin C? I'll give you a little bit of time. Frying, boiling or microwaving. Which loses the most amount of vitamin C? Okay, here's the answer. It's boiling, 33% less vitamin C. And which loses the least? Is it frying or is it microwaving? 
it's microwaving. Microwaving just loses about half of the vitamin C that you would lose when boiling. It is so mild because it's quick. Yes, it heats food, but it takes a maximum of five minutes instead of 20 or more. There is one cooking method though, which is better than them all. Steaming. I should steam more veggies again. I haven't done that in a while. It's a great way to easily cook your food while keeping the maximum nutrients in it. Have you been enjoying this episode so far? The next time you open up your company's Slack or Discord channel, or you log into LinkedIn, maybe think about this episode or Red to Green in general and share it with your colleagues or your community. This really helps us a lot to keep doing Red to Green and keep delivering high quality content to you absolutely for free. Thank you so much and back to the episode. Anyway, it's interesting that as so often, reality and people's worries are not aligned. After 2008, microwave oven sales decreased in the US until they started to pick up again in 2015. But in Europe, the microwave never reached the height of popularity it achieved in America. I would actually argue I definitely have seen way more kitchens without a microwave than with a microwave. When microwaves started out, they had been on the market for three decades before sales picked up. The development of packaged foods enhanced the speed and convenience of the product's selling point, but the stage had been set for things to happen. Not only did it require home freezers, but it also required cold chain logistics to transport the frozen food and commercial freezers in store that had to have the products available. The association with quick convenience food is probably also what fueled the association with unhealthy food. When you think of the typical microwave dish, you likely think of a ready-made meal, which doesn't scream freshness and nutrient density. As a side note to show off my microwave knowledge from so much experimenting as a kid, if you have something like a curry dish and want to avoid your food being cold, make a hole in the middle. And maybe you can even use your fingers for it instead of a fork. So then it is lying in a donut shape. This way you avoid a cold middle because the inside of your food will become warm as well. And then eat your curry with your hands if you're adventurous. I find it most interesting that the microwave didn't deliver any significant new value proposition. You can cook and reheat everything with a stove or an oven. The microwave is just a bit faster. Often it's also a bit more shitty, but it fits well with an industrialized, fast-paced society on a lookout for a quick snack. A quick meal that is eaten in front of a screen in between emails, games and TV shows. The next time you see a microwave, I hope you will smile, remembering the engineer with his melting chocolate bar in his pants. Use it to communicate with aliens or make something worthwhile with it, like making mozzarella into oversized chewing gum. Thanks for listening to this episode on food history for the future. I would love to hear from you. Share with me your opinion, what you believe, and any topics we should cover in future seasons. Connect with me on LinkedIn. My name is Marina, Marina like the sea, and Schmidt, S-C-H-M-I-D-T. Thanks to Katarina Tilch for doing ground research for this episode, as well as Celeste Gupta for doing audio editing. Until next time, let's move the food industry from harmful to healthy, from polluting to sustainable, from red to green.